welcome to another episode of Stories of the Century. That's right, Eric. I think we have some words to pull and an opening line. That's right, Sally. And we have our great big bag here that is just chock full of words and opening lines. I'm looking in there now, and it is. It's just chock full. Well, why don't you stick your hand in there and pull something out? Oh, oh yeah, Angie. You wow. Angie, you pulled a word? And it was... Typewriter from Samantha Fletcher. Oh, thank you, thank Samantha. You, Samantha. Samantha. Oh, All right, Jared, you want to pull the other word? Oh, okay. All right, I have a word. And it is popcorn, sent to us by Jason Pierce. Oh, thank you, Jason. Jason. Thank, thank you. you. All right, so our words are typewriter and popcorn. Excellent. And these are words that were submitted to us by our fans. And I have here the opening line for Ooh. our story of the century today. Well, don't read that yet. All right, I'll be waiting for the opportunity later. So, here we are. All right, okay, here we go. The glamorous and high-rise Century Building has many stories, and this is one of them. These are Stories of the Century. Dramatized for your listening pleasure by The Spontaniacs. The Spontaniacs, America's finest improv troupe, makes you laugh up to 20% more than the leading improv brand. Here's improv brand A, surly, off-putting, constantly denying. Hey, Cheryl. My name's not Cheryl! Ow! Improv brand A makes children cry. But here's the Spontaniacs, hilarious, witty, classically trained. We're funny. The Spontaniacs fills children's hearts with joy. And don't worry, Mom and Dad, the Spontaniacs are educational, too. Daddy, what's a Brazilian strip? <laughs> the Spontaniacs, funnier than you'll ever be. The Spontaniacs are not licensed by any political, ethical, or moral group and have no gender or religious affiliation. Side effects may include gagging, hearing, side stitches, nausea, and incontinence. If any or all these side effects are a result of Spontaniacs encounter, see a physician for more details. Remember the Russian gloss that every Spontaniac show Spontaniacs in here may be closer than And now... Our next episode, Hot Buttered Bungle. Don't you ever sleep, Mother Squeeze? Well, no, uh, I don't sleep much these days, Leonard Leroy, because as you know, I, Latham T. Butter Squeeze, owner of the Radeon Broadcasting Company, headquartered on the 41st story of this here, the Opulent Century Building, am much too excited about a new program project I've got going now to ever take a nap. That's very interesting, Butterscreens. You always got something going. Why don't you tell me a little more about it while I sit in this comfortable chair here in your palatial office? Well, I'd be glad to tell you all about it, Mr. Leroy. Now, as you know, Dirk Preston, your former co-producer of Magna Motion Picture Studios, which you own and operate on the 23rd story of this here, the opulent Century Building, was violently killed by a bullet. Yes, can we just have a moment of silence for my old friend? 
Yeah, that's fine. All right, yeah, that's fine. Now, as you know, his body was found nude in your office with a bullet hole in it. And I had nothing to do with that. Let me hurry right on to say that I have no idea how that happened. Well, as a matter of fact, your unconscious body was lying on the floor of your office along with Monique Dufromage and Manuel Panache, who were also unconscious. That's happened so many times, but never with a dead body. Now, are you absolutely sure you have no memory of what happened that fateful day when Dirk Preston was killed. You don't remember nothing? I remember nothing. I just remember waking up the next day and seeing my picture on the front page of the newspaper. Well, the police have no idea who shot Dirk Preston because, of course, there was nobody there conscious to have witnessed it. It's a mystery, Butter Squeeze. It's a mystery. It is indeed, Leroy. Everybody in this here, the opulent century building, wants to know who killed Duck Preston. But nobody knows, which is the nub of my successful radio program. Every weekly episode, we dramatize another possible explanation of who killed Dirk Preston. That's genius, Butter Squeeze. You should see the ratings, Leroy. They are phenomenal. Well, uh, 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 come in. Yes, Miss Jones, I... I ran up all the steps. I needed to ask you about the typewriter. Well, Miss Jones, I'm so glad you happened to pop in to Butter Squeeze's office up here on the 41st story of this, the opulent century building. I'm really tired. It's hard to run in heels. Yes, I see, and carrying a typewriter is also probably weighing you down a little bit. A little bit? They're heavier than they look. Yes, indeed. That's why we normally bolt them to the desk. So, Miss Jones, tell me what's wrong with this typewriter you've brought to me. Well, it's the little markings it has on them. They look like they might be some kind of symbols or letters from a long-dead language or... Something no one will ever decipher, and I was trying to type that message you wanted me to, but I don't know what those symbols mean. Now, now, Miss Jones. Butter Squeeze, help me out. <laughs> now, Miss Jones, honey, you've got enough to do already without worrying that pretty little platinum blonde head of yours about them silly old typewriter keys. <laughs> but just keeping everything contained in that tight dress you're wearing is job in itself. So, Miss Jones, why don't you put that typewriter down right here on the table? Oh, oh, right there? Right there, over there. Okay. Okay, fine. I'll just telephone downstairs and ask if anyone saw where it landed. So, Sherwood, what are you doing in the diner? Aren't you supposed to be operating the elevator car? I was just taking a little break. They said that the elevator could run itself for a while. Seems like I've got these newfangled uh, button things that they're installing. That's uh, okay with you, isn't it? Aren't you running the Calliope for Magna Studios? That's now? right. I didn't plan to be operating an elevator for the rest of my life, you know. I think those new modern self-running elevators are going to be the new thing. And I'm going to move right out of just pushing that lever up and down and going to being a Calliope operator. So why the heck? What a hat? Yeah, you're still wearing your elevator operator's hat. Well, it's a nice hat. I mean, look at it. It's round, it's small. You know, it's a very expensive hat. And you do have it tilted at a jaunty angle. I do. It says, hey, you know, I'm professional, but I'm still someone who can kind of joke around with a quick quip. Listen, Sherwood, <laughs> you're a cute kid, but uh, if you're trying to flirt with me, 
You're not getting anywhere. Oh, no, no, don't get the wrong idea there, Miss Booby. I'm just a fun, happy-go-lucky guy. I'm just trying to make everyone feel good in this, the opulent century building. Don't you feel good with this interaction right now? This interaction here? Yeah, this Did is Did it make fun. you laugh? Uh, sure, Did sure. it bring your day a little bit? Uh, just a little bit. That's what I'm here for. I just couldn't help noticing that I've been talking to your hat for the last two minutes. Uh, Miss Jones, Miss uh, are Jones. you all right? Well, I had to run all the way down from the 41st story of this, the opulent century building... Because the elevator wasn't working. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Miss Jones, Miss Jones, no, no. It wouldn't go. When you get on the elevator now, they got a new pad on there with those buttons. You saw those buttons, right? The circle things? Right, yeah, the buttons. And they got numbers there. And all you gotta do is just push the button. But which one is one? That would be the number one. Here is, is one, is oh, it before? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's like bottom to top. If you want to go down, you look to the bottom. Come on, Miss Jones. I'll show you how to operate the new elevator. Oh, thank you, Miss Booby. Hey, Sherwood, uh, I think I see your new boss coming down here. Oh, boy, I better be on my best behavior. Hey, Leonard. Ah, uh, hey, Booby, um... Uh, Mr. Leroy, uh, uh, I was just taking a little break here, but... Uh... Oh, sure, well, there you are. You didn't see Miss Jones down here, did you? I need somebody to get some popcorn because we're going to be doing a radio shoot on the 41st story of this, the Opulent Century Building. Well, uh, actually, Mr. Leroy, you just missed that. You know, when you saw Betty Booby going around the corner, that was Miss Jones was right in front of her. She had a little trouble with this new elevator system. I see. Well, I was distracted by Booby. Huh. <laughs> Aren't we all, sir? Yeah. Oh, oh. Ooh. So... Why don't you get some popcorn for us, and you can jump on the elevator and zoom on up to the 41st story of this, the opulent century building, and go to Butterscreen's office. I think we're going to have a little work for you, too, if you just conduct yourself like a gentleman. Of course I can, of course I can. That's just how I am. That's fine. Yeah, they're putting in those new self-serving panels in the elevator, so I'm not going to have much of a job left for an elevator operator anymore. I just want to move up, you know? Move up into this the opulent century building, if you know what I mean. I just want to keep on going, so I'm just going to conduct myself like a real gentleman here, you know, and just make you feel like I'm someone who you really want to promote up in the Sherwood? world. Sherwood? Yes, sir. Shut up. Yes, sir. Uh, do you need that? And kernels are fully popped. You know, Sherwood, you gotta be more of a take-charge kind of guy. Yes, sir, I understand. I'll bring the kernels right up. <laughs> oh, Sherwood! Well, that's what I like to hear. Well, you know, Leroy, I think it was a fine idea of yours to run down to the first story of this here, the Opulent Century Building, where the location of Betty Booby's diner is, to get some popcorn for us to snack on while we're working up here in my office on the 41st story of this here, the Opulent Century Building. And now all I can think about is popcorn. I am starving, sir. But I'm particularly interested, Butter Squeeze, in the angle that you're working this story. Well, now listen. Yes. I want to tell you about the plot for our next episode of the Who Killed Dirk Preston show. Yes, tell me now. I happen to have a grandchild who's particularly fond of the Br'er Rabbit stories. Particularly the one about the tar baby. What I was thinking, sir, is that a, a gang of renegade tar babies come into Dirk Preston's office and shot him dead and then disappeared. Of course, the thing is, I, I don't know how we're going to do that in the show because tar babies ain't alive. In fact, they ain't exactly people. They, they just sort of gurgle and bubble, you know, when the tar gets all hot.
And that's your theory, Butter Squeeze? It's possible, it's feasible that Preston could have been killed by tar babies. That's right. And the important thing about this episode, and the important thing about the whole series, of course, is the fact that absolutely nobody knows who shot Dirk Preston. I do! Uh, you, you do? Of course I do! Uh, Miss Jones, you know we're talking about Dirk Preston, who's now deceased, am I correct? Well, I suppose you're deceased if you accidentally shoot yourself with a gun. Dirk yeah. Preston shot himself with a gun? Well, he was holding it kind of funny. I think it was the wrong way. I don't know which way is right. And he pulled that little trigger thing and bang! <laughs> Well, I'm glad your secretary thinks watching a man shoot himself is funny, but well, uh, Miss Jones, how did you know that this happened? Well, when I opened the door to Mr. Leroy's office, I saw Mr. Preston, and he had a gun, and he shot himself, and there was a very loud bang, and then he went, <coughs> and he fell down. How did he go? <coughs> I'll be darned. Well, this is very interesting, Butterscrees. Yeah. Perhaps you need to ask her another question about why we don't have this gun. Well, that's right, Miss Jones. I mean, if Doug Preston had shot himself, then the gun would be right there on the side and the police would have seen it. You're so silly, Mr. Butterscrees. After he did that, I picked it up and took it because when something's empty, you have to throw it away. That's Mr. Leroy's rule. You always throw away the empties. Well, I am so sorry, Butter Squeeze. I don't know what to say. I guess Miss Jones has solved the mystery for us. Yes, thank you, Miss Jones. <laughs> Miss Jones, could you meet me in the lobby and I'll show you how to run this elevator. Show me, show me. Yes, sir, Mr. Leroy. Gee whiz. And I think I'll sit alone in my office on the 41st story of this here, the opulent century building, and listen to the sound of falling ratings. Oh. Well, everybody's gone. It's just I, Miss Booby, sitting here alone in my office. Well, would you care for some popcorn, Mr. Butter Squeeze? Just like me, it's fresh and hot. <laughs> And, uh, no old maids, I take it. Join us again next time for another opulent episode of... Stories of the Century. The preceding is a production of the Spontaniacs, all rights reserved to duplication in part or in whole without express permission from the Spontaniacs as a violation of applicable laws and subject to punishment as prescribed by statute up to and including fine and or imprisonment without regard to race, color, creed, or gender as relinquished in a fully developed treatise on the cacophony of post-nouveau renaissance transdermal liquidity as pertains to the hypotenuse or right isosceles triangulated metamorphosis trajectory and its adjutant sequiturs. My gosh, I said all that without taking a breath. <sighs>